everybody to the 14th ever edition of the West Coast Preps Podcast. I am Chris Jackson, joined by Gregory Morlinson. NFL football is back. College football is back. It's a busy weekend for us. We look a little more energized this time than maybe the last week at this hour. But Greg, how are you doing? I'm doing good. We got a little bit more sleep this weekend, I think, uh, last weekend. But it was still a fun weekend, and we had another showcase. But... Before we move on, there is one thing I do want to say. This is totally off script. Dak Prescott last week got a lot of crap from Skip Bayless. And I do want to mention that before we get into anything else because it's very important. Talking about mental health and depression. It's something a lot of people go through. And I want to make sure people understand that it's okay to not be okay sometimes. Sometimes stuff happens that you can't control. And it's okay to go up to someone and say, hey, I need help go to a therapist, um, just ask for help because it's okay to have depression. It's okay to have thoughts in your head that cross your mind that you're wondering why that crossed your mind. So I just want to make sure I bring that up and reach out to people if you are feeling that way because it's okay to reach out to someone. Yeah, it is, especially nowadays too. And hopefully there's less of a stigma around it. I think we've all dealt with depression at some points in our lives. I have before. I have no trouble admitting that. You yeah, go through no, some stuff and it's happened. You know, I've dealt with that a little bit last year, early last year, and it, it's tough. But you know, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. There's nothing wrong with Dak going through what he did. I, I think everybody I know on the face of the earth has gone through something and dealt with depression. Just because he's quote unquote quarterback doesn't mean he can't. He's not human. Doesn't go through the same pains. And heck, he lost his brother. Yeah. If I had a sibling, I lost my brother. I'd be depressed too. Yeah, no, I can't imagine what he's going, what he was going through, and what he's still going through now. He's going through get quite over something like that. But yeah, don't don't feel bad if you're sad, you're lonely, upset, whatever it is. It's all normal thoughts. It's all human thoughts. We've all had these feelings before. Just don't don't be afraid to speak up and don't don't feel bad if you're feeling depressed. Everybody goes through it. Like I said, I can say that a million times, but it's true. I yeah. every one of my family's gone through it. All of my friends have just one of those things but there's nothing wrong with Dak for what he's went through and more power to him for speaking up to be honest I gained more respect for him after that just because he opened up I can't imagine how difficult that was on him either to open up about something like that especially when you're in the limelight so much as a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys and open up about that probably wasn't easy that's that's a lot of strength and courage right there it is and I think the one thing I've heard a lot lately it's okay to not be okay sometimes right there's always going to be those days where you're just not feeling it, you're not feeling yourself, especially now as we're still in the coronavirus era. It's going to have days where you just don't want to don't want to do anything. You don't want to talk to anyone, but it's okay to feel that way. So I wanted to make sure I brought that up because it is a very important topic nowadays, and we do need to get rid of the stigma that being depressed is a bad thing because everyone goes through it in some form. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I think it's just, it, it's a topic that more people need to have sensitivity to as well, I think, and just be more open-minded and understanding to it. I think we've done better a better job with that, for the most part, as a society, but there's still a long way to go with that, and just what happened with Dak Prescott and just some of the outcry he got from some people just shows there's a long way to go with that. Yeah. I mean, if, if Dak Prescott's going through something, everybody's going to be going through something. Very true. Anyways... Let's get back into our original topics here. We had another showcase on Sunday. The Best Coast Showcase. How many showcases have we been to recently? About 55,720,000. Uh, 
720,000 plus one. There's one that we missed in there. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. The, the Excel spreadsheet's a little too big there. But <laughs> the Best Hill Showcase was another one we went to Sunday. It was our fifth in the last week because we had exclusive. We had the Exposure Academy ones with football and girls and boys basketball. Then Best Coast and Sunday in Lincoln, California, not too far outside of Sacramento. You can also find our takeaways piece and notes from the Best Coast Showcase there at westcoastpreps.com. Nice shameless plug. Hey, shameless plugs all day, every day. You can also check out our photos there, too. Shameless plug number two at <laughs> westcoastpreps.com. Those are uploaded from the event Sunday night. We post that on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the whole enchilada. The story just came out this morning, takeaways. You can see Javen Price from Heritage, all these other guys. We'll actually get into some of these takeaways in a second here. But, yeah, make sure just to check out that content at westcoastpreps.com. Pull as many photos as you want. Obviously, that's all free for y'all to use and to share on your Twitter, as I know a lot of these players have so far. But, Greg, what are some of your takeaways and initial impressions from what we did see there on Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon? Just on Sunday, it was it was a bigger group because they turned it into three different sessions with running backs, linebackers, O-line, D-line and then QBs, wide receivers, and DBs. There is so much talent in this area. And we met a lot of kids that we hadn't been able to see in the past yet. And it's just insane the amount of kids that are talented in the Bay Area. And that is my biggest takeaway. This is probably one of the bigger showcases in terms of numbers that we have seen so far this year. And I just I continue to be amazed on how these kids are not recruited at a higher level in the Bay Area in Northern California. It's it's a travesty in a lot of ways too. I know we've seen a couple of coaches say that college coaches tell them we don't like NorCal kids. They're not tough, which is ridiculous to be quite honest with you. When they're given less opportunities, recruiting wise and everything else, you're really gonna go up to Dylan Silly and say he's not tough. If you're saying Dylan Sealy's not tough, if you've seen him, he's got a swagger. Yeah, too, by the way, and he's one of our takeaways. That guy's a dude. Yeah, Clayton Valley Charter, senior linebacker. He's scary. We saw him at the Bay Area Top Hundred Showcase last weekend at Vacaville from Exclusive Speed, the linebacker MVP there. I don't remember him losing a one-on-one battle then. I remember a lot of stare downs from him too, which was a lot of fun. I enjoyed seeing that that edge, that attitude from him. And again, it was much of the same thing Sunday. Same swagger was back. He won nearly every one-on-one battle. Running backs couldn't get by him. Cat and mouse didn't matter who, what happened. Nobody was getting by Dylan Seeley. And I imagine that's the way senior year is going to be. It was, that's the way his junior year season was, too. 79 tackles, three picks, blocked two PATs. He had a pick in the state championship game, was named the MVP of that game in that 10-7 win over Aquinas. And even more impressive there was Clayton Valley. was 5-5 five and five at one point and then won a state title. They we're in the bottom half of their e-ball division, which honestly says how great the East Bay Athletic League is. Testament to what they are. You told me that right before we went on, and I was, I was in shock. I did, that doesn't make sense to me. How you're fifth place in an e-ball division, and yet you still go and win and state it, championship. And it goes into our, our point of why somehow the Bay Area is under recruited. Yes. When <laughs> <laughs> you go. What were they, two and four, you said, in their division? Because if you look at their division, you've got Foothill, you've got Monta Vista, San Ramon Valley, you've got Cal, you've got De La Salle. There, there's no shame in winning two games no. in that division <laughs> and finishing with like a five and five mark in the regular season. But Dylan was a big part of why they really went crazy in the postseason, won that state title. No offers yet, but I imagine with these, this film and what he's put out there, 
Dino's brother plays Division Two football as well. He's learned a lot. I imagine Dylan Saley's definitely going to get that opportunity soon. Yeah. Just because I imagine this film, from exclusive showcase to the, how many schools they sent that out to with the live stream, somebody's got to take notice of him. He said so far he's received letters from Cal Poly. He's spoken with Azusa Pacific. Nothing concrete yet, though. It just amazes me. I mean, he was the MVP of the state title game last year, which, let alone, you would think that would draw a little bit of interest and in some conversations. Um, I'm rooting for this kid. He, when we talk to him, he's a very nice kid, polite. I think that he's talented. Um, he just he has a knack for football. And obviously, I haven't been able to see him play a real football game yet, but you can see those skill sets are there when it comes to one-on-one and the drills I've seen him run in the linebackers. He just has that knack for football, and I think he could. He definitely has the size and ability to go to the next level and succeed and continue to do what he's doing on the field. He's got leadership qualities, too. Great kind of leader, too, I think, especially kind of linebacker when you're kind of leader of that defense where right. he's at, you got to have a little bit of that edge. Like, he's got that swagger. He's got that confidence. Obviously, well deserved confidence, too. He's got that. You need that mentality when you play football because it's a contact sport. It's a rough sport. He has that mentality 100% in him. He just he loves the contact. He embraces the contact in a linebacker position where there's a lot of contact. You need to have that. But he also has the finesse in his skill set to be able to go out and cover a running back, and he sh- showed that. Yeah, very versatile linebacker. I remember talking with someone yesterday. They were saying, just so agile, can do a lot of different things. He's a guy you could even play different linebacker positions at the next level just because of his different skill set, his size, just obviously his speed and what he can do one-on-ones and all of that stuff too. But I think that was probably – biggest comment I heard from someone too was just kind of watching him think of the versatility Then one of the coaches kind of mentioned that as well. So I, I think there's going to be a school that's going to have a home for him here soon. Another one of his teammates too, Amari Taylor. The real question is, could Dylan guard Amari Taylor? Because Amari Taylor – He's got some moves in him. I think we got to set that up. Yeah. I'm sure they do it in practice all the time. I, th- I think that's a challenge that these two need to have. Just a one-on-one thing. Hey, we'll even set up we'll a local park. These two go one-on-one for about 30 <laughs> minutes. We'll see who gets the nod there yeah. at the end. We'll do about, I think we'll do about 100, 101 reps. 101, interesting. Just because you, you don't want the even number so there's no tie. Right. Make sure there's a winner there. I think 101 reps, they might be exhausted by the end. But. Right. But you know what? It's it's all it's all you know. To get your name out there and show us who's better between us two. But I think they're both pretty good. And I'll Amari, get my popcorn ready. Yeah, we'll have plenty of popcorn. We'll, we'll, we're going to charge people for that though. We'll, we'll we'll get bleachers set up. But Amari Taylor looks like some guys he's looked up to growing up too. He said he looked up to Tavon Austin. Obviously, very near and dear to my heart. I was very happy hearing about Tavon Austin. And then DeAnthony Thomas as well. I see why he looks up to them. Similar styles as them. Not the biggest kid in the world, but he's he's freaking athletic. He's quick. I think he broke someone's ankles there near the end of one-on-ones. I want to say really just... It was scary. I, that, that, I'm not going to name the player, but kind of in my thoughts. You know, because it... Yeah. There wasn't much you could do there, but Amari Taylor, again, another kid who doesn't have an offer yet. Kind of crazy, especially considering what he did last year—over fourteen hundred yards, twelve touchdowns. Had Clinton Valley's lone score when they lone touchdown, I should say, when they won that state championship game. He went for over fourteen hundred yards, either state title winner at a program like Clinton Valley. You gotta think things are gonna come around eventually, yeah. offer-wise. 
I, I would think so. I think both of these guys will end up having an offer here somewhat soon. Um, they've both performed great um, every time we see them at the showcases. I just it, I go back to the point of I don't understand how these kids aren't getting any sort of recruits uh, or any sort of colleges looking at them and offering them just because they look so talented. Omari just and during the one-on-ones, he's so quick, so shifty, and he has a strength too that you could probably run through the trenches and have no issues. I just it doesn't doesn't quite make sense to me, but uh, you know at some point these kids are going to get their opportunity at the next level. Yeah, they are, and it's kind of sad too. California's even more behind the eight ball now. And that's exactly what Charles Chapman told us the other week too. Hit kind of right on the money to be quite honest with you, just because we're watching other states like Texas is playing high school football. Right answer, we're seeing these games on ESPN in Texas, Utah, Alabama. I mean, yeah. you I name the state. the Georgia, there were two Georgia teams playing last weekend. Yeah, some of the top quarterbacks there, too. You had Brock Vandergriff going to Georgia, five-star there, another top quarterback he was playing against as well. <coughs> and California's just not playing right now, not until January, so it's tougher for these kids to get their names out there when colleges are able to get more game film on other places, especially the SEC, Big 12, where they can get these kids early enrolled in January. Now, California, it's like you're waiting until January and you're hoping you can play them. But now let's put a positive spin on it. When they do start playing in January, or we're hopefully playing by then, all the focus is going to be on California because there's not going to be any other high school, high school football being played at that time. So the recruits that weren't able to normally come out to this area may have a better chance to come out and look at some of these kids. Now, the bigger concern with that, though, too, is there's going to be a lot of roster spots already filled up. So there's going to be true. less roster spots to compete for, unfortunately, for California kids. But if you get that opportunity, just take it. I don't really care if you're going D3, D2, D1, you're going junior college. You get that opportunity, take advantage of it. Go where you wanted. At the end of the day, I think it's the biggest thing, whether that's jobs or colleges. I wish they weren't behind the eight ball, but it's unfortunately, that's just the reality we're in. you got to use this to your advantage. And the kids who have really put in the time over this offseason, not an extended offseason for when football happens in January, which still sounds, sounds weird, weird to me. Having Valentine's Day practice doesn't make a whole lot of sense. What are we going to have, like, playoff games on St. Patrick's Day yeah. as well? You know, <laughs> we're, we're a lot of green for that, but it's, it's going to be a little strange. But again, we're going to see who's really put in the time and the effort. I think we've some of these kids we're mentioning here, kids that are going to really have a huge leg up on the competition come January because they've really utilized this time to their advantage. These showcases, camps, and you can just tell they're working out three, four times a day. I mean, Anthony Grigsby is another kid we talked to who worked out four or five times a day earlier in the offseason. From sunrise to sunset, he would get in two workouts before his mother even woke up. I so, go Christian. They've been doing it this whole time. Yeah. Kendall Allen's everywhere. Kendall Allen, another, another story. Kendall Allen, shameless plug shameless there. WestCoastPreps.com. Yep, there we go. Shameless plug number <coughs> three. But yeah, you're seeing that Dominic Childress there is fun to know the whole, yeah. the whole crop and what, here. One thing I do want to mention, there is no shame in going to junior college. No, there isn't. Because you really do get a great opportunity to showcase yourself again. But you're also starting to learn at the next level. You have better training. You have better equipment. Better coaching. And then you still have the opportunity to go to a four-year college. You're just two years more experienced. And they're building. You're building a different kind of toughness in junior college too, because there's you're not given as much. Obviously, at a four-year university, we saw last chance you, especially at Laney College here on Netflix there in July. 
it's a different beast, but it's going to make you tougher in the long run. It's going to help you out in the end, especially if you can get through that. But there's nothing wrong with junior college, D3, D2, D1. Someone's going to find you at the end of the day. It's really not hard to find players nowadays. There's highlights. I mean, there's YouTube. There's highlights. There's every single platform you can think of. Social media. Every coach is on social media. We've seen guys from D3 colleges get picked in the first three to four rounds. Yeah. We've seen guys from D3 schools end up making very good careers in the NFL as well. So there's, you don't really need to worry about that. So. And we've talked about the undrafted percentage. We still do not know that number. Maybe one day we'll figure it out. But It's, 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 a, it's a really high number. There are plenty of undrafted free agents that are in the NFL. Uh, there's plenty that have gone to the Patriots that I know of that have done great things to win us six Super Bowls. I won't throw that in there. Have the amount of times that you did Superman on the drive back from Lincoln yesterday was disgraceful. We'll get we'll get into that later. Don't worry. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute your mic at that point. <laughs> I think I think it's necessary. Like Cam Newton, we had loaded quarterbacks. Yes, we did. Eli Burkhandle was there again from Pittsburgh. He looked good again. We had Valley Christmas, Drew Rampelberg, a deliberate training kid. Saw him there a couple weeks ago at their practice. Threw some really nice balls Sunday, especially that deep ball looked really good. Sean Smith from Livermore, high GPA, 3.7. He's got an offer from Whittier. He got there over the summer. Another player actually mentioned, just kind of in the takeaways piece as well, but what he's done that really helped grow Livermore's football brand these last couple years. He got a couple touchdowns in his first varsity game in the playoffs. Imagine that's a pretty big confidence booster when you get two touchdowns in your first varsity game and that's the playoffs. Shows you can really do something. Last year, Livermore went 6-5. and five. Their first season finishing above 500 in the Max Preps era, and the Max Preps era dates back to 2004. I know it's been a long time since Livermore's had that kind of season, but you can tell they're really six growing. six years old then. That's, that's wow. crazy. Yeah, they've, it's been a while since Livermore's won big, but they're on a really good trajectory, especially in their division right now, especially with Coach John Wade. They've got Sean Smith and all this talent there. Is this year he and Livermore make some history? Get on the map and win the Ubal division. Chris, we're Matadors. Can we really root for this I team? I don't care. I'm not rooting against anybody. Uh, they're really they're they're a good group of kids though. It's hard not to root for them. It, it might be they got a good talented crew in Livermore this year. As much as it hates me to say the Cowboys might be better than Granada, uh, that Matador pride it, it's still there some somewhat. You know, Livermore, they, they got a good squad. Sean just, Smith, it's, he looks good. He it's does. just my Bay Area pride. I don't care. Anymore. True, it's my true. Bay Area Bay pride. pride. Yeah, Livermore's looking good, though. I remember when Ryan Partridge took over there for a year before he went to Liberty. You could, say, you could see that really the foundation was planted. Coach Butler came in there for a little bit, and now they've got Sean Wade coming from Miramonte. Obviously, he had a great career out there, and now he's at Livermore doing great things. Obviously, 6-5 and five record in U-Ball is... Very that's good. Impressive. Yeah, that's really impressive. They were tied for second in their division for the Valley Division in the East Bay Athletic League, only behind the Amador Valley, who won a perfect 5-0. and Amador Valley's got a lot of talent back as well. They've got a good coaching staff. Alum there, actually, Coach Danny Jones played there a while ago under Coach Shira is now their head coach. Going to be a fun battle to see between some of these schools. But right now, is this the year Livermore wins their first e-ball title in decades? Uh. That, that's a tough question. I I see them right in that second range again. I'm not sure if they can get over that hump. I think that they have a very talented team. I'm just not quite sure if I'm ready to put them into that first place range. Now that Amador Valley Livermore game is going to be a fun one. Yeah, that, I mean, that's gonna be watching e-ball football this year is going to be super fun. Because it seems like every team is talented. 
Yes, it does. And speaking of some more talented players we saw there on Sunday, we actually saw both of these guys win MVP awards at the Bay Area Top 100 Showcase. Mickey Stokes, freaking beast. The one guy that Skylar Thomas didn't beat in one-on-ones yesterday, but literally Skylar Thomas literally played, the only literally played excellent coverage, best coverage he could have played on, but Mickey Stokes just went up there and grabbed it. Obviously, his size and his height and his length. It's a kind of deciding factor in that one play, but no shame in Skylar for losing that yeah. one. I remember watching that, and everybody was just looking at me like there's literally nothing Skylar can do. You just dap him up and you say, good play. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was a one-on-one we were all kind of hoping to watch there yesterday. We saw it. Mickey Stokes, though, he's a big kid. 402 receiving yards as a senior at his high school in Pennsylvania. Numbers aren't big, but if you look at it, he had five guys on his team with 300-plus receiving yards last year, four with over 400-plus yards. He was one of those kids. His team won 11-1. and one. Now he's at Foothill College with Brandon Younger. Oh, yes. Brandon Elite Sports there our, our at boy. The Foothill College going the junior college route. I imagine some big things are in store for him, especially just the offseason we've seen him go through. The wide receiver MVP at the Bay Area Top 100 Showcase, but he just looks like a big time receiver I mean just he has that look he has the long arms he has the height he has the hands I haven't seen him drop the ball once I mean he just he has all the intangibles to be an incredible wide receiver um, when you told me he only had 400 yards last year as a senior it, it kind of shocked me I figured he'd had 1200 yards um, I'm excited to, to kind of see where he goes uh, hopefully we can get out there and, and watch him play a game or two because I think he's going to have an amazing year. He just has all the talent to, to do something. He's going Division One. You can mark my words on that. Uh, I, I wasn't going to say it, but I, I truly believe that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's that's the CJ guarantee. We had the GMT guarantee. Oh, you're going to take my thing? Um, um, come up with your own thing, Chris. What, what do you think is a good idea for it? Uh, you know, that's not my job. I got mine. The GMT guarantee works because... The, you know, GG, you know? Yeah, well, it just, it flows. Don't worry, I have more GMT guarantees than you. And, and how some of these GMT guarantees work? The whole Blazers thing didn't exactly... Dame got yeah. hurt. Dame and they got were hurt. down 3-1. to one. Nah, they were coming back. No, they were. We, there was we, not a we have seen 3-1 comebacks. We know what that means. Then that was LeBron coming look, back. Look at Denver there. coming back. Game 7. What is that, tonight? That's tonight. What? That's no, 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 no. Tonight, when this yes, is coming out, yes, that's yeah. true. I'm losing. That is Tuesday night. Yes, that's <laughs> losing track of days already. Been everywhere, but yeah, Mickey Stokes is going to Division One, <clears throat> and then Skylar Thomas. Besides that one battle with Mickey Stokes, won it literally every single one on one again. I lost count of how many passes he broke up. The defensive back MVP the week before at the Barry Top of the Hundred Showcase. He and Jeremiah Earby from Menlo Atherton. Can we I, get Skylar to USC? I ju- it just popped in my head. We need Skylar at USC. I'm a USC Trojan guy. Clay, what's Todd Helton? Clay, Clay Helton. You don't even Clay know your coach's name. You're not even a real <laughs> USC fan. I, ha- I had the name. Hall of Famer Todd Helton in my head for some reason. Clay Helton. Can we like get this He's, guy? Skylar, go somewhere better than USC because obviously Greg's doing a terrible job recruiting. He doesn't know the <laughs> coach's name. Well, let's be real. He needs to be fired. That, that's what really needs to happen. <laughs> It's it's been it's been a rough showing, but I think a kid <laughs> like Skyler can really build that build that profile up there. He would at USC. Good. He would. He's got a UNLV offer already, but I expect more is going to come. He's from a good family, older brother, also college football kid as well. Skyler, though, he's he's going to be good. This Menlo Atherton secondary this season is going to be freaking scary. I don't. If I'm a quarterback, I'm handing the ball off seventy five times that it's game. Just trying to read option all game. 
<laughs> that might be all you want to do. I don't think I would ever want to throw the ball against them unless it's against a linebacker. I'm, I'm sure they got some good linebackers, too. That's a good team out there. Yeah, then they'll have to stack. Yeah. Skyler's one of those unbelievable players. Another defensive back we saw, Jaden Price from Heritage. We've seen him at a couple of showcases, a heck of a talent there. His resume, already four Division three offers, Concordia, Hamline, Pacific, and Puget Sound. He tied for the most interceptions in a loaded Bay Valley Athletic League last season. And you you got to like what this kid's doing, his leadership. We'll have a story on him soon as well, just the, kind of a kid that wants to change the world. Great leadership and all that, always helping others, cleaning beaches, serving others. Pretty much the entire package for a college. Yes, and said he's looking to become a doctor, which is which is you know amazing. Um, it's something I you need a lot of patience and a lot of hard work to do, um, and hopefully he gets you know a couple couple more offers and he has an opportunity to to pursue what he ultimately wants to do and become a doctor. Like you said, going and cleaning beaches, serving others, always helping each other, and. He just does amazing things. Um, he's an amazing person, um, but he's also a good football player. He just has good intangibles all across the board. And he and Heritage are primed for something special this season. I think I think Heritage is starting to build something here with Dave Fogelstrom, the new head coach, which leads us into our sleeper team. I know sleeper we mentioned team. Bishop O'Dowd a couple weeks ago. Our latest sleeper team is the Heritage Patriots with their new head coach, Dave Fogelstrom. He was on staff there when the school first opened. Now he's taken over as the head coach. Heritage football has gone through a little bit of a rough patch in the last couple of seasons. Combined 3-17 and 17 record the last two seasons. Is that record good? No, I think they would all agree with that. But B-Vol has been – B-Vol's really grown. Obviously, Pittsburgh's always been elite. We know what Greg GMT said about them. guarantee. We know what Greg said about them last week on the podcast. But then we saw Liberty won a state title in 2018. And Liberty's only two losses in 2019 were to Pitt. Once in the regular season by one possession, once in the semis by one possession. Freedom played for an NCS championship in 2018 and only lost to San Ramon Valley by seven points in that game. Antioch's had a lot of success in 2016, went 8-5, went to the NCS championship when they had Najee Harris. And they lost to Monifus, the team whose quarterback went on with to Washington, is now projected to be the starter at Fresno State. But you, you got to like what Heritage Football is about. They've got a good culture of getting built there with this new staff. They've got the back of their shirts all say all in. They're using a lot of core values from Urban Meyer as well. Just obviously won won a lot of games. He's won national championships. Talking about USC, can we get that guy out of retirement? That that's kind of been the rumor. Right. It's just been the rumor floating around. We don't know how much truth there is to that, but people are saying that USC needs to go after Urban Meyer. Gosh, yeah, I think so. But Heritage, I could see them being a sleeper team this year. Like you said, 3-17 and 17 in the last two seasons, and obviously that is not great. That could definitely be improved upon, but they seem to have all the pieces in place to have a successful year this year. Yeah, and they do. They've, they've, got, they've got their values in there. They've got their foundation. You can tell they've done a lot of team-building stuff. Their head coach told me they've done different things during the pandemic. Kid wants shirts, you want in and out, gift cards, whatever it is. And you can... And you can tell with these leaders, they've got like a Jaden Price, they've got Nine Muhammad, they've got all these different kids where the chemistry's there, they've really bought in. And it's not easy to get that buy-in right away, especially when as soon as you're hired, not too long in, what happens? The world completely changes. All of a sudden, you're on Zoom calls every single day during the middle of a pandemic, but Heritage is building something there. we got to remember, too, 
It wasn't long ago when they won playoff games. 2016 and 17, they won playoff games. And then 2016, they were down 32 nothing to San Leandro in the FCS quarterfinals. Scored 35 straight points to win that game, 35-32. So Heritage has had success yes, recently. They, they have had success, and uh, they said they're doing it for Brentwood. They want to do it for the city of Brentwood. And I, I could totally see them pulling off a run here that might surprise some people. And they're the definition of a sleeper team this year. Uh, check out their story as well. I'm going to do my first shameless plug ever. Story on WestCoastPress.com. I think you've done a few shameless plugs, though. Yeah, have I? Yeah, you have. Yeah, I think, I think first one ever is inaccurate. I think you're lying. It's a false statement. But hey, Heritage, what do you think? You got you got a projection for their, their season this year Don't make in terms of record? Don't make playoffs. Playoffs. Okay. You got a record for me, though? Just with the, it's it's going to be a tougher season just to kind of project how things go, especially with some teams they deal with an outbreak or whatever. But I don't see why they can't go at least five hundred, okay. especially with the talent they've got, the culture they're building. I've seen this kind of this just the culture they've got, the buying they've got reminds me of some teams I've really seen that have really just they were down in the dumps for a while, then all of a sudden they really picked it back up. And so I think Heritage is a playoff team this year. Obviously, Fall's not going to be an easy feat. Freedom's got some talent. They should really be improved. We were talking Liberty. about B-Ball. BBAL's had has some great teams as yeah. well. Yeah, and Liberty's got a new head coach as well. That's going to be from rivalry in Brantwood. That's mm-hmm. that's going to be a good one. Heritage of Liberty, I think everybody's going to want to check out that game. Yeah, 100%. I was totally agreeing with you. I was going 5-5. Five and five. I'm going to be different, though. I'm going to say 6-4 and four for Heritage this year. It's just because I don't like agreeing with you. And they're going – I said they'll be at least 500. I didn't give an actual record. But they will make the playoffs. That is the guarantee. Your GMT guarantee, though, is six and four. My GMT guarantee is six and four. Okay. Okay. And then Pitt is still winning the state title. GMT guarantee. So we're still on that. We're never gonna leave that. Chris, they're gonna. They need. Okay, we have our twenty-five days of Christmas rankings edition coming up here in starting December first. If they are not number one, I will start a petition that will get signed for you to change your preseason ranking. I don't care what the petition says. I'm not changing it. I know who number one is. A lot of people do, too. Well, your number one school is wrong, and we're not going to get into who number one is because, obviously, you want to keep it a secret, but you're not really – I don't think you have an open mind right now on pit football. I do – if there's any team that could do what I've said, it could be this year's pit team. But again, don't give it away. I've, I've don't got give to, it away. I've got to see things to believe things, and it's been don't see. It's been since before I was born. So you, you just basically give away who our our number one team was. I right think there. it's pretty predictable. But you know, pit. Whatever. I'm just gonna leave it at GMT guarantee. Pit is the best team in the state. They're Where? winning the state title. Open division two. Yeah. We're, we're saving this. We're, we're definitely we're saving. Go ahead, this save it. I truly believe that. Hey, Pitt's good. I'm not <clears> saying they're not. Pitt's gonna go really far. They're gonna play for a section championship. What happens in that section championship? We'll see. It's tough. We'll Pitt's see. got a lot of talent, but I get. I guess streaks aren't meant to be broken. At some point, it's gonna end. But when? This you, year. you think this year? The year of 2021. Or the season of 2021. Part one, I guess, because there will be a part two. However that's going to work. 
That sounds weird. Right? I just thought of that. There's part one, 21, 21 seasons, and then there's part two of the 21 seasons. Interesting. Anyways, just be ready for the rankings that will come out. 25 Days of Christmas, Rankings Edition. And starting next month as well, after we go to our couple of our showcases at the end of this month, we're going to start also doing... Releasing some of our top 45 preseason players, we're going to do that increments of five. We'll do that every week. So stay tuned for that stuff in October. That'll be a lot of fun as well. I know we've seen some players at these showcases that we know have locked in their spots there. It's 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 going to be a fun list to compile. Don't don't be offended if you're not top five or top ten. There's plenty of good players in the Bay Area. People will notice your name. Plus, it's preseason. Don't be too concerned where you are preseason. Be concerned of where you finish right. team-wise individually. But... Until then, I'm not going to let Greg do whatever the heck he wanted to do with his little Patriots Superman ridiculousness. Well, you know, this is, this is let's call this the fun segment presented by absolutely no one because I don't have a sponsor yet. Presented by Henry Ruggs because the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, are oh, 1-0. and disgusting. Them and the Patriots have the same record, tied for the best record in the National Football League. Now, I think they play each other this year, right? And, but what is the hatred for Derek Carr from people? I, you know that's my rant. That, that's it. It's I've, sickening. I've played basketball with Derek Carr, and I've seen him, been able to meet him a couple times. I don't understand the hatred for him. I saw one of his I, touchdown passes yesterday. Was an absolute dime. Yeah, he's a, he's a good quarterback. <laughs> Look at the team he had around him. Other than the one year they went twelve and four. The only guy he could throw too deep last year was Darren Waller. Yeah. Great tight end, but that shouldn't be your deep threat. No, that's not your deep threat. When you got Hunter Renfro, who's a slot receiver, good slot receiver. And he's, supposed, and he's more of just like your Mr. Reliable. Yeah. I mean, they're a run-centric team. Josh Jacobs is their offense, and with good reason. He's a great running back. But I don't get why all of a sudden, oh, Marcus Mariota's going to take over this team. Did you see Mariota in Tennessee? And you see what happens when they put Ryan Tannehill? I mean, come on. It's Ryan Tannehill. He's, he brought them to an AFC championship and, and who, game. And who beat the Patriots, too, last year? The Tennessee Titans did, without a doubt. It happened. Patriots can't win every year. But they will win this year with the one, the only, the greatest quarterback in the league right now, Cam Newton. I look forward to seeing you in the AFC championship game. You think the Raiders are going to make the AFC Hey, championship? they've got the best record in the National Football League right now. <laughs> they're, un- they're undefeated. So do 13 other teams in the NFL right now. So, but and this, 15 but by this the one's end, different. End the Raiders won it on the rope in front of a packed house with that artificial crowd noise. Oh, God, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you, so you want me to come up with your own CJ guarantee. You want me to do that. And now you're over here just making blasphemous quotes the great Stephen A. Smith. You're just making ridiculous comments. I don't actually think the Raiders are going to the AFC Championship. If they make the playoffs, I'll be happy. They have a really good division that they're playing in. I know. I th- I think they finished third in that division, which could be could be a playoff spot, possibly a wild <laughs> I mean, card. I mean, it could be. It really could possibly be a wild card. But you know but what? The you know what? The disrespect for Derek Carr needs to stop. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. What? Remember his twenty sixteen season? Twelve and four. He was on. He was unstoppable. Yeah. I mean, they, he was literally. He probably wasn't going to win the MVP, but he was one of the top candidates before the who unfortunate won, who won that year? injury on Christmas Eve. Was that who won that year? MVP. Matt Ryan. Was that Matt Ryan? Oh, the next year was. Uh, yeah, Tom that, was, Brady. that was Matt Ryan's year, right? Because yeah. that's when the infamous twenty-eight to three. Uh, I should, I don't know why I haven't bought that flag yet. I need to go buy that flag. I'm not a real Patriots fan. Oh, okay. 
we will we should be live streaming me watching the game next week Sunday night football Patriots versus Seahawks Cam Newton going into Seattle beating the Russell Hopefully Wilson Hopefully Pete Carroll runs the ball the line Oh you'll know he'll throw it That honestly that play still haunts me I love that play That's the greatest over play Over 5 years later I still have nightmares over God, that it's play crazy how we that. just continue to talk about Patriots Super Bowl winning games How about how about you know I uh, you know, I'm going to name I'm going to uh, mention a name for it. David Tyree David Tyree, Victor Cruz, Eli Manning. That's it. End the podcast. This Brandon is Jacobs. This is it. Ahmad Bradshaw. I'm done. I'm about to walk off. Greg, Greg's done. He's walking off because the Patriots can't beat the NFC East in Super Bowls, even if those teams are 9-7. and seven. Yeah, well, you know what? You can't win them all. They're 6-9 and nine in the Super Bowl. But can we also acknowledge when Patriots lost some of these Super Bowls that you were – Gone from our group chats for about a month. Greg just disappeared. Well, you guys aren't very supportive friends. I think that's what we need to focus more on. That you guys no, are not very supportive no, friends. I, I don't think that. I don't think that's relevant information. You guys kind of bullied me for a little bit, and I did not feel appreciated, so I felt I needed to leave the group for a Literally certain right amount of time. right after the Patriots lost that game to the Broncos in the AFC Championship, you left the chat. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was not. Yeah, look, I don't take. Patriots losing very well. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I didn't handle the Warriors losing very well. Uh, you know, so some, which sometimes I just need which my championship loss hurt worse for you? Twenty sixteen or twenty nineteen for the Warriors? Oh, which one hurt more? Twenty sixteen was a shock. It was more of a shock value to it. Where twenty nineteen was like, wow, this is the end of an era. Twenty sixteen, I wasn't mad or upset. It was more just like, wow, that really happened. I was like, all right, so we're playing again in two days, right? That's that. That was my mentality because it just didn't feel real that they were. Then they got Kevin Durant. And then they it got KD, out. and then we went back to back. Spoke yeah. to Drake. Almost, almost three feet of there, but 2019 really hurt. 2019 hurt just because of the way it happened. Um, because we knew, <laughs> we knew what could have been if KD had stayed healthy, if Clay had stayed healthy. I would have loved to see a game seven with Clay healthy, but it didn't happen. They're coming back with Giannis this year, and they're winning another chip. GMT guarantee. I don't think they're going to win the chip this year. No. Well, good thing it's next year, so because they're definitely not winning <coughs> this year. But, but they're not winning this year, or they're not winning next year. Okay, fair enough. Let's end it with this though. Who's winning Tuesday night? Clippers Nuggets. Clippers. And who's winning? Wow, that was quick. It's it makes an easy answer. But the. Nuggets have won the last Kawhi, two games. Kawhi's not losing a game seven to the Nuggets. I, I will tell you the that the Nuggets might have something, like no. some form of destiny here. This is gonna be a weird finals. I'm going Nuggets, and then I'm going Heat. Nuggets Heat finals. Do you ever think you'd ever hear that? LeBron's not losing that series. The Nuggets. Well, you just think things don't happen. Things happen. We never thought the a three one lead would be blown in the finals, but there we were in 2016 crying. Once the Warriors lost Game Six, I know they were going to lose Game Six. So why why don't you feel the same way about the Nuggets? It's it's different. The Nuggets aren't that version of the Cavs. The Cavs have LeBron and Kyrie. They got Murray. They got Jokic, and, and they are not LeBron. Yeah, and then they got uh, Carter, whatever Porter, whatever his name is. Like Michael him. Porter. Yeah, Michael Porter. Thank you. You know, apparently he wants the ball more, calling his own teammates out. But hey, it worked. They won the last two games. No, the Clippers are winning Game Seven. That's that's a guarantee. You know, I want to put a bet on this. Let's do it. 
the loser has to pay for wings. Mm, okay. So, wing. Or I'm sorry, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put that out there. Wing Wednesday. Yeah. We'll have a. We'll have some wings, and then I'll enjoy my free food. Even if, you know, let's say even if the Clippers do lose, I'm still having wings, so I'm not going to be too distraught. But I, but it would be nice to have free wings. Yeah. And the no. Clippers are going to win. They're going to win that game. That's not even really a question. Wow. So Kawhi's you, you not, don't even think it's going to be a close game? I mean, I think it's going to be close for So quarters, then it's a question. But Kawhi is going to, without question, Kawhi is going to win them this game. Kawhi's not losing the game seven. Well, here's, here's the issue. I have GMT guarantee, and you got nothing. And what has your GMT guarantee done for you? The Blazers... I didn't Absolutely. have GMT guarantees back then. I paid one GMT you, you, guarantee. But you said that that in in these guarantees haven't even been proven yet. You won't have your guarantees. We won't even know until March. We won't know until St. Patty's Day. Man, what's what's your issue? This no, the Nuggets are not winning. This well, season. that's why I'm making a GMT guarantee that will become true Tuesday night. And with that, this this podcast is over. I uh, I can't with the GMT guarantee anymore. That was, I heard that I heard that word. Those GMT, words. GMT, GMT, GMT. I wish people could see the look I just gave him right now. <laughs> this is really ridiculous. The amount of times I heard that over the last ten minutes has really just hurt my brain. Mm. We yeah, didn't talk about Cam Newton. Huh? No, we're not doing that. You know that'll do it for the. 14th ever edition of the West Coast Preps podcast. Stay tuned for our next edition where we have a very special guest from Elite Athletic Training. We've seen him in a bunch of showcases, but until then, follow us on social media, West Coast Preps underscore. Follow Greg's videos on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Subscribe to our newsletter at westcoastpreps.com and get those every Monday and Thursday and check out all of our work at West Coast Preps.